You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Jerry. Oh, we start a new week, Alan Jerry, with you yet again. What's up, dude? How was the weekend? Oh, hi. Hi, Jerry. Excellent weekend. Thank you. Was it really? The weather was phenomenal. Yeah, tremendous on uh, Saturday. Of course, uh, I did not. I told you last week that Friday was going to be my bad game in terms of how I felt. Yeah. And so I got to Columbia. Oh, so how about this? All right. And then we'll get on. We're going to talk about space for a second. So Friday, uh, the game of Columbia was at 6 o'clock, which I didn't realize until about 11 o'clock Friday morning because I hadn't take a look at the schedule, and I just noticed on the game notes. But So I bring everything, and the idea is to stay here, do my work for the game, leave for about 1.30. I barely slept Thursday night. I was going to go hang out in a parking spot that I have by campus and go to sleep literally until 3.30. Sleep go in, in your at, car. Right. Like go in a homeless at 4, person. 4.30, yes, but it's very comfortable. And then I would brush my teeth, clean myself up, and then I put my shirt, my tie, everything on, and then boom, hit the gym floor at 4.30, now, 5 you, o'clock. Where do you do that? Game. Where do you do your brushing of the teeth and all that? Well, I can do it in the bathroom that's at the facility. Oh, that, not and, in your when car. I go, no, no. And when I go there, I'm there early enough. There's no one there, so I it's see. all good. So I stay here Friday until about 1.25. I call my wife. Hey, how's it going? All right, great. All right, I'll talk to you after the game. Go to my car. I, I worked hard. I got the all-day spot Friday, so I don't have to go home or anything, right? Forgot the clothes. So at 1.30, I now realize I've got two choices. I can go find a store, but New York City is such a pain in the ass. Where do you put the car and where we are? I don't know where I'm going to go find clothes. I have to go all the way home. To, to pick get, up clothes? Well, I mean, I need suit pants. I need a dress shirt. I need a tie. I need my jacket. I can't just, you know, pick up a collared shirt. And go to a game with jeans and sneakers on. I would have just Googled like a Joseph A. Uh, bank or I, a I men's warehouse. But you know what? Uh, so I went home. It actually turned out to be a good thing because I took a shower and I got my clothes and I brought my Afrin. So I get to the game Friday night. And about 5.50, I feel the head rush coming on again. Take the Afrin. All good. I get there on the way home. I was a mess. But I made it through the game. I was like, oh, you know what? I got there. Saturday was the disaster. Forgot the Afrin. And throughout parts of that game Saturday night, you can hear me. <laughs> you know, there are times I forget to turn my mic down, and you just out of habit, you start sniffling. I mean, brutal Saturday There's night. There's nothing worse than when you're trying to kill time like you were doing Friday. Yes. And then end up being late for something. Well, I wasn't late, but I was sweating. You're, you're sweating exactly it Exactly what you're talking right. about. Like that horror moment when you got to your car and realized I don't have like, any come clothes. Come on, man. And I'm driving home and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, all right, by the time I get home, it's be 225, quickly in, out, game at six now. Christ, it's not at seven. I'm like, I haven't been late to a Columbia game in 10 years. It's the span of 100 football games and something like 
300 basketball games. Is this the one I'm going to be late because I forgot my clothes and didn't realize, and I planned accordingly. Anyway, whatever. You're like an Iron Man of sorts with your broadcasting. Or stupidity, I guess. I have missed games, unlike John Sterling. Oh, I see. For various reasons. So there was this big story, Apollo 10 astronauts reportedly hearing, I don't know what it was, whether it was music, aliens talking, whatever. And I've heard, have you heard the audio of this? I have not. I mean, what are we doing? So, it, so it's uh, from 1969. Right, right. When they went to the moon, these Apollo astronauts. 10, right, it was Apollo 10. Yeah, and they went on to the dark side of the moon where they lose communication with Earth. Right. And then you're telling me they heard music over there or sounds I mean, that could be 10, melodic. 1010 Winds was running some audio. If this, I mean, this isn't exactly, you know, John, Paul, Ringo, and George. It just sounds like the wind. Just whatever. The atmosphere. It doesn't sound like anything. It's not like instruments or you know musical instruments are playing. I'm not saying, no, it doesn't sound like a cymbal is going off in the background with Jimi <laughs> Hendrix on the guitar. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that there's not life out there. Who the F knows? But at the same time, I feel like some people, like an Eddie Scazzeri, who really believes in it, I think we try so hard that we grasp at anything that could be it instead of just waiting for it tangibly to be in front of us. So you are you suggesting, Jerry, that people think aliens were playing musical instruments on the moon while we visited? Apparently they were giving the guys on Apollo 10 a concert. Something. I mean, come on. And I'm only it's saying it because, again, maybe it's true. What I The audio I heard, though, I think we're kind of just grasping a truth. I would love to get their album and see if it would, <laughs> see if it would work on American radio. <laughs> see, it would be a hit. By the way, here's, yeah. another, here's another great example of how anybody can write a hit song. It's more about the sound and the beat and yes. what clicks in your head. Have you heard this song, Cake by the Ocean? I don't know that one, Is that, that by one, DNCE, no. I think? I don't know any of that. You you're really talking don't. Up, you're talking like you're on the moon right now to me, Jerry. Is I don't that know true? any of those things. Wow, okay. I thought you would have known. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Keep I'll check on it open. out. open. Cake by the Ocean. I mean, you want to <laughs> talk about the dumbest lyrics yes. you'll ever hear, and this is like a hit song. All you need is a beat. People love a That's beat. That's it. You How many times you like you don't know even songs you've heard a thousand times you don't know all the lyrics to like you Born to Run and even if you did you don't know what the hell they mean right they don't mean anything they might mean something to the artist they don't mean anything to the people listening to them it's just got to right. sound good and it's got to be catchy exactly Jerry and that's pretty much it you mentioned the beautiful weekend we had here it was on Saturday it was fifty five degrees yeah it was and all I kept seeing on the news now listen this is all for charity so they raised a lot of money for people so good for them I'm not talking about that aspect of it. All over the news was the polar bear plunge in Seaside Heights, New Is Jersey. Is that why there were warnings all over the yes. parkway about gonna this be traffic. big event in Seaside? Yeah, because there's supposedly like 6,000 people run into the water and, and, uh, and do jump in the water. They just jump in the water, get fully wet, and then run out of the water. The polar bear plunge. But and they were all excited. On, I saw them on News 12 and the other local uh, news channels. Uh, I mean... It shouldn't really count. It was 55 degrees. Now, I agree with you. The water was, they said, 40-something. I get that that's cold. When you come out of that, it's different if it was like 15 degrees outside. Then it's a polar plunge. Right. Like, I was comfortable in a uh, T-shirt outside on Saturday. I'm not running in the ocean, but it was not really a polar bear plunge. I agree. It was a spring plunge. It was a spring plunge. Now, by me, it got up to 64 and nice. I was I was in uh, sure when I wasn't dying from my you know head cold. Right. Um, it was very comfortable outside. I'm yeah. with you. If you had to do a polar plunge, that was the weekend to do it. Yeah, polar plunge when it's warm out. 
It was really just a plunge, <laughs> turns out. As long as they raise money for charity. Though. Yeah. The other I mean, thing, that's all that matters. The other thing I did this weekend, Jerry, is I, I've, uh, I'm loving Uber, right? So, yes. Uh, especially when I go down the shore. The, and it's the, good down the shore, right? It's great. Because where my girlfriend lives, she lives different, a couple towns over from like Asbury Park and Belmar and all these places you would go and have some drinks. And it's like $8 a awesome. ride. It's awesome. awesome. So I, I put in for Saturday night for Uber to come pick me up, and they Uber alerts you as to what your driver looks like and what he's driving. Right. My Uber driver was driving a Ram pickup truck. Really? Yeah, I got picked up in a pickup truck. How about that? Was it a four-door? It was four-door. So it's funny because Michael Kay and Dom LaGreca tell this funny story about when they were in Arizona last year. They used Uber. And it was a woman that picked them up in a pickup truck, <laughs> and they both say they both say it that they were both fearful of their life. Yeah, because this woman who was on the phone, <laughs> was texting on the other yes. phone, and you know she was she was talking on the Bluetooth while texting and driving and doing ninety and a thirty-five. Yeah. Yes, in a pickup truck. My Uber driver what? was. I would be nervous. Now, on the front page of the paper today yes. is an Uber driver in Michigan who was going around killing people, shooting people. Not his passengers. He was still picking up and dropping off passengers. I mean, is that unbelievable? And murdering people in between, I mean, shooting my them. God. But it does make me wonder. Like, I, I, I would not, as a female, feel safe just hopping in an Uber with with some rando dude like in a pickup truck. By the way, I've always said that, regardless of Uber, Arrow, Lyft, the the cabs. I've always thought if I'm a single woman, I'm not. Maybe this sounds awful, and if right. it does. Sorry, but I, I've always felt like if I was a single woman, I don't know how comfortable I would be getting in these cabs. I don't know how comfortable I am getting in these cabs. Right. So, and I'm not, you know, most cabs I've ever had, these drivers are great. But I totally get your point in terms of a woman getting in by herself. No. Yeah, like anybody can be an Uber driver. Yes. Almost anybody. Like they used, to have, they? they used to have standards like you had to have like a black car and it had to look like this. And Not da, da, da. anymore. Now it's just like, yeah, I have a pickup truck and I have two hours to kill today. Let me go drive people <laughs> around. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like you but and I could Uber people. We could. From Jersey to New York City at three o'clock in the morning but if we wanted don't to. They, um, don't they have a very strict... Um, where they're, they're basically the, the background checks. Yeah, are I think pretty... that's out the window. Really? Yeah, I think it's well. Just clearly, the, with what happened in Michigan, I mean, who yeah. saw that coming? I mean, God, it's just the Wild West right now with this Uber, Jerry. Interesting. Do you ever think about driving? See, here's the thing. Here's no, I at. hate driving. You? Oh, you don't like driving? No. Oh, okay. You love driving. I don't like driving anymore. Oh, you don't. At one point in time, I'll tell you when I liked driving. Years ago, and I mean years ago, when I was smoking, there was nothing better than having a three-hour drive ahead of me, a big old cup of coffee, and a pack of whatever it was. That was awesome. But right. I'm literally talking, I mean, over a decade ago now. Now, driving is just miserable. I don't want to drive these trips. I got to go up to New Hampshire for Columbia. I want to blow my brains out. I hate it. Yeah, it's not good. Five hours each yeah, way I hate to do driving. a two-hour game. Yeah. The other funny thing about these Uber drivers now, and this is happening quite a bit. Now, first of all, on your phone, you can use Google Maps yes. to get you places, or the Uber app that they drivers use has tells them how to get where they're going. Right. I am telling you, every time I get in the Uber, even locally, the guy will be driving and be like, uh, is that the uh, blue building corner? I, got? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. You're the Uber guy. <laughs> You're the driver with the yeah. map. <laughs> and then I don't know what the proper policy is. Like my Uber driver, like it was $8 to get there. Right. 
and $10 to get home. No, that doesn't make sense. Because the guy missed the turn and went over a bridge had to come back. So that cost me two bucks. Well, why should that cost you $2? And there's no way to, everything's done on the app. There's no, like, there's really? no explaining. See, now that comes back to knowing your way around Manhattan. And I'm not saying all cabs do this, or if any of them do, but I'm sure a couple do. Because I was in one once when a guy went the long way. And because I knew where I was going, I asked him why he didn't make a left on second or whatever whatever block it was. And this yeah. was just in December when I went to see the back specialist. I had to go over to the other side of Manhattan. And he's like, well, there's construction. I'm like, no, there's not. I'm like, we're going up six blocks. Why are you going down that way? And he turned around. He goes, oh, my bad. And I, he, now listen, I didn't call him on it. There's no question he was milking me for an extra $2 or something. He was milking you, Jerry. If he milks everyone for an extra $2, that's like a lot of money at the end of the day. If you add it up how many fares he has, it is a lot of money. And then that adds to his tip amount if you give a standard percent. By the way, what do you tip cabbies? Because I've been in cabs where I'll take a $12 ride, and I'll give the guy like $5. And my wife would be like, why did you just give him 30-something? I don't think of it as a percentage, though. I I kind of round up. I try to do like a 20% and but round up. So for a $12 Fair twenty percent would be uh, two forty. I'd give him fifteen dollars. I'd give him uh, two dollars. I'd probably give him fourteen if I had it. Fifteen if I was desperate and only had a ten and a five. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I tip too much with cabs. Yeah, you're a big tipper, Jerry. The cabbie should be looking for the sucker over here. Although, you, don't take me the wrong way. Yeah, if I got you in an Uber, I'd take you right over a, a wrong bridge. Yeah, just there, to get you a couple, get you for a couple extra bucks. Right. I want to go to Manasquan, and you're taking me over the causeway into Point yeah. Pleasant. Uh, where are we going? Oh, it's a shortcut. Trust me. I always try to get a thing going with my Uber drivers as why? to like what their story is. Why are, are you into Ubering? that? Yeah. You know what? You've. You, I will say you find them from all different walks of life. Yes. Career, side job, extra money. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Divorcee. That's what this guy was in the pickup truck. Divorced. Yeah. Good way to make extra money. And I wonder if. See, here's the thing about that though. You can't tuck it away. There's all records of it. Right. It's not a cash business. Right. All right, Al. So uh, one other thing from the weekend that we talked about off the air this morning that's got me very intrigued yet concerned at the same time. You mentioned over the weekend you had coffee. Now, most people put cream in their coffee. Um, I will put some milk in, maybe a Splenda, maybe not. You usually just ask Eddie to squirt his milk in your coffee. Right. Which really sounds weird every morning, but that's fine. But this weekend you had something else in your coffee. I had uh, butter in my coffee. Why would you do that? I went to a, uh, you would like this, you love all sorts of weird diets, Jerry. I went to a uh, paleo restaurant. You did? I did. And one of their their items on the menu was this, I forget what kind of coffee they called it, but they put um, butter in it with coconut oil in in the coffee. Now I'm confused because I just bought a book on the paleo diet and it's got 150 recipes because that's always been my biggest thing. I don't know exactly how to cook properly. Right. And I thought one of the main things that you cannot eat is dairy. Yeah, is I don't it know. butter dairy? Yeah, and strangely on the menu it said, uh, which I don't really understand, it said grass-fed butter. <laughs> how do you feed butter? I don't know. So what it tastes like? Um... It, t- it was a great tasting coffee, and the, and there was you could see the uh, chunk of butter melting in the coffee. You I can. recommend it. It was pretty good. Stop. Yeah, and Maybe it had this will become a thing. And it had coconut oil in it also. Well, coconut oil is the big thing, obviously. Yeah. Now you alerted me to that about three months ago. That coconut oil is taking over the world in a sexual way. Okay, I, I, I had brought up the fact that it was big in cooking. Oh, and in cooking And you told also. me the things you can do with it sexually. Right. I was not aware of all that. Now, that having been said, so my wife's birthday is this week, 
and I get emails from Victoria's Secret all the time. Like, I, you buy one thing from them, and you are on their list. And I would say I probably get three emails a day from them, and that's fine. And so on Saturday, I got an email saying, you know, tomorrow, buy a soft tea top. I guess that's what it's called, something like that. And we will throw in a bottle of coconut oil lotion. Wow. And I said, oh, boy. I said, now Victoria's Secret's onto this. They know. They're Holy in crap. on the secret. Yes. And so I texted my wife. I said, it's your birthday. Coconut oil lotion, and she just wrote back, ha. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Did you, ha, yeah, that's not a good response. No, <laughs> it was a bunch of ha's. Ha. Like, okay. <laughs> that means she was at work going, uh, what is he talking about? She's not about? at work. She was home doing oh, nothing, home. I think. <laughs> she was with the that, kids. Home doing nothing probably wasn't With true. the kids. Oh, yeah, because she yeah. has children. <laughs> yes, she does have children, mine. Oh, your children, right. Right. And this, Jerry, we love stories like this. This is a Dateline Baltimore, Maryland yeah, I know where Baltimore is. Got it. Wasn't sure. There's a couple different Baltimores. There are. The country, yeah. Where's the other one? Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, there are some states that have, like, towns or cities sure. that are big in other states. Like, come uh, come up with a different name. I guess you could do that. Yeah. You know what I mean, Jerry? Henry, by the way, just gave us a big laugh. So oh, good. Like that. He enjoyed that. Uh, how about this? We love a good penis story, and it's been a while. <laughs> No, I don't love a good penis story. No, this one, this is a feel-good penis story. <laughs> oh, that sounded You're going to like this one. Right. A U.S. soldier who was wounded in an explosion will be the first person in the United States to receive a penis transplant. It's happening at Johns Hopkins Hospital, which means that's a real place. This isn't some fugazi story, Jerry. Right. Uh, let's say they could open the way for about 60 other servicemen who have genital injuries to also have the surgery. And check this out. Surgeons hope a donated organ from a recently deceased man will provide full function, including urination, sensation, and sex. How about that? Hmm. The recipient, who is not identified, he doesn't want to be known yet as the guy getting the first penis transplant in the U.S., I like how they say in the U.S., meaning they're doing all sorts of penis transplants. In Denmark, you can <laughs> yeah. walk into oh, the hospital, yeah. <laughs> new penis! <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's a, a very easy operation. Uh, the recipient, not identified, lost his penis in a bomb explosion. Oh, God. Yeah, he it was is, wounded in Afghanistan. It is the blind eye that we as a society turn to. What actually is happening on a yes. daily basis right now overseas is frightening, scary, and sad all at the same time. Well, that story is right there. Because right now there are soldiers still over there still hoping that they get out of there alive and could be walking on a implanted bomb at right. any moment. Yeah, anytime you and watch— here we are talking like nothing is wrong in the world. It's right. amazing. And it really doesn't hit you until you watch—like if you watch a war movie. Sure. Then you're like, oh, yeah, this is going on well, it's like anything, all day though. long. You know, you talk about, you know, whether it's soldiers overseas in Afghanistan, Iraq, wherever they might be, whether it is talking about, you know— um, the poor in, in countries in Africa where they don't have food, they don't have water, they don't have food, and children are dying every day. And here we are complaining, uh, did you get a large pie or did you get the medium pie? I need the large because I got my buddies coming over. And it's like, I don't know, there's just such a, ah, it's awful. It's yeah, but not only uh, your thought, that those thoughts about others, for me, only last a very short time, then I get right back to what's going on with my pizza. It's not right, but that's what what happens. The whole world is like that. I yeah. agree. I say, and that's what my my point is. It's it's sad that we actually. I don't know. You want to do more. You can only do so much because you have your own family to worry about, and 
I don't want to bring the podcast down, but how about this one? All right, Jerry. I, I don't understand this, all right? There was a guy the other night, I would say this was Friday morning walking in, so I hadn't gotten warm yet. It was still very chilly. You know down down Greenwich Street, there are the, um, the group of garages by the UPS trucks? Yes. There was a guy sleeping on one of the garages, rolled up in a, um, a sleeping bag, basically. His head was exposed, though. It could not have been more than 35 or 36 degrees. Now, I'm thinking this. At what point, I understand you don't want to go to a shelter. Fine. I, I don't agree with it, but you want to choose this, choose this. That's fine. I don't know what a shelter life's like. But... At what point do you say to yourself, and he was young, and that's why I say this, I'm 35 years old or whatever, even if I just went, I'm not going to name a place, but even if I could just walk in somewhere and get a job for $10 an hour, work my ass off and work for, let's just say, 30 hours a week, 25 hours a week, I made $1,000 a month, and I could find some sort of room that's got heat in it for $500 a month, and I had $500 a month to, to live with, and I had to live on eggs and rice isn't that better than sleeping on the back of a garage in a in a sleeping bag when it's 38 degrees out? I would say yes, that's better. But then oh, you, you don't know what the mental condition is for I don't, certain But we see folks. them all over the place, Al. Yes. I gee, feel awful for them. Yes. I, I don't know. Boy, How I did really we get there from down. a penis I don't transplant? Know. I don't because because the end of your story, it just brings to light what Soldiers. these poor guys go through. And when they come home, and my dad's a vet. You know, my dad's got a purple heart. He was in Vietnam. And anytime you start to discuss it, there's He's not, not much interested. He will, and he'll do it with my kids. And later in life, he will with me. But growing up, it was you don't talk about it. And again, I told you, I didn't even know about it until I was 12, and I only stumbled upon pictures. You just, what these guys go through. And then you bring that story. And right. I, you know what? I'm glad they're getting the help that they can get. The penis transplant. My question is this. Like, are you an organ donor on your I license? I am now, yes. I am as well. Does that mean everything, including penis, if they are I looking to do this I would think that means whatever they need. Right. Take you everything. Have, I everything. would think so, yeah. I would think so. I see. Do you think, um, hmm. you think the whole section goes in a transplanted area? Like, they can't just take the pointy part. I don't know. Probably have to take the whole area. I, I would think they're like taking the, the, your whole area. Whole, I wonder how that, how they get that to work. Right, like, like what you have to uh, see together. Yeah. Like what, what nerves and things. And how have they tested this? Right. I don't know. I guess they're testing it in, on, in, uh, on lab rats. I don't think, I don't think that they're testing penis implants on lab rats. You're not sure, though. I'm not sure, which is why I said I don't think, because how big is a lab rat's penis? Not big. Does it work the same as a human man's penis? It must, because we use rats for every experiment before we use it on uh, humans. So I think that the rat's anatomy must be very similar to ours. Speaking of rats, if I may, Jerry, my uh, car, segue. my car, which is not an old car, it's only a couple years old, it's Three years old. Three years old, yeah. Maybe four. I'm on my fourth year. Okay. Uh, is leaking oil now. Oh, my God. What is with this car you no, bought? No, this car, my, I'm thinking <laughs> that a rat bit my oil line. Oh is there an oil God. line? Uh, I don't know. Because it's I mean, not I'd leaking a lot. It's dripping. I would be lying if I knew that. I don't know the answer to I'm gonna that. I changed it. oil. I've never, you know, taken it apart. Yeah. I'm taking it to the to the mechanic today. Just to, I, I'm due for an oil change anyway. Right. I'm going to say, can you look around and see if... You still have a warranty on that thing? Marks. 
Or are you over 100,000 miles? No, I bought the extended warranty, Jerry, because uh, I know how many miles we all put on right, our cars. Right, What do you do? I'm at I'm at like 32,000 a year now. Oh, I'm less. I'm about at uh, 26. 26. 26-ish. Brutal. It's just brutal. brutal. Are you looking for a new car yet? Because you've no. not liked this car. Since I've decided. You, since the month you bought it, you didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. I've decided that uh, I am running this car uh, until <laughs> it dies. Because when you park in New York, rats chew on the rubbery yeah. parts of your car. Garbage men slide the uh, garbage bags across the hood of your car. And people park on your bumper. Yes. And literally you, on your bumper. And you hit potholes. Yeah. And I am just whatever, uh, whatever this car takes me, that's where I'm going. That's fair. It is funny, though, in closing. You spend so much time researching oh that my car. Gosh, I researched. You walked on, you drove off the lot and said, <laughs> what an effing mistake. In the same time you bought that car, I bought seven different cars and loved yeah. them all. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, Jerry, when it comes to my car. I expect perfection. Good luck with the next one. I'll Ye- see you tomorrow. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show. Alan Jerry.